And now, live from Raccoon Piss Studios in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a comedian and entrepreneur who is ready to disrupt the staid old fear jar industry. It's David Huntsberger. And she's a writer and original night lady who for a fee will come to your house and crank down the thermostat. It's Wendy Molyneux. No Robe Tony is here to continue thumbing his alfresco nose at Big Robe. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus, say hello to your best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little lasagna bread. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. That particular carbohydrate, which was new to me, was sent in on Patreon. Patreon! By Brent Reed. He also, he's so thorough that he also submitted an in- a recipe. I was going to say an, ing- <laughs> an ingredient list, but normally those are referred we to as recipes. We should require recipes now. Yeah. <laughs> we should be fact-checking yeah. the carbohydrate submissions. Um, but it, it looks good. It's like a lot of layers of thin dough and then tomato sauce and all sorts of stuff. Mm. Um, it's almost like a bread pudding made out of lasagna, It look, but not sweet, obviously. Does it have noodles? Is it bread instead of noodles? I think it's bread, yeah. Bread oh, instead of pasta. Uh, and if you would like to submit a carb or get... Uh, behind-the-scenes content or extra episodes or any of that stuff, Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rose. And I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello and welcome back, David Huntsberger. Hello. Thank you for having me. I, no robe Tony. That's stuck. That's... It's news to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the permanent nickname. Oh, okay. It's just until... <laughs> it might be the permanent nickname. Seems like the more it gets used, the better its chances are. It, it, it does seem that way. It sticks around. Yeah. I like just trying on new ones every week. Right. However, oh. if we were to say to Daniel, okay, let's not ever settle on an actual studio name and let's not ever give Tony a real nickname, he would shoot himself in the head. No, <laughs> I think that would be fun. Really? Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself up for that kind of challenge? Because that's a lot of pressure. It's know. like the carbs every week. No, but my thing is other people <laughs> submit them. <laughs> but you'll, get out, you'll outsource it to like, yeah. you know, people on Twitter will write in with Eventually. Stuff. I'll just have uh, so, some, a group in Korea do it. Yeah. But we, um, that's what happens with animation, right, Wendy? Hi, Wendy. What? Hi. Daniel said we'll just have a group in Korea do it. They do the color. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure people in Korea also make full animation shows from start to finish. But on our show, just the color part happens there. Just the color I part. I think they, yeah. back when they were doing cell animation, then they would do it in South Korea. But now everything's in computer, right? No, we, I mean, we still, our color goes to Korea and comes back. But I mean, are they painting on cells? Are they doing you know, it digital? On it's digital, but they still color. They still color. And, yeah. and, and animate. They call that the animation okay. part. So we do like the black and white drawing, and then it goes overseas, and then it comes back. Why cool. does Korea seem to corner, does Korea corner the market on that, and why? This is a podcast called Allison Rose's <laughs> New Best Friend, where we get into the nitty gritty of Bob's Burgers animation, specifically animation. Um, <laughs> I know there is a lot of animation in Korea. However, there are also like studios in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know how dominant any right. one country is for at some this reason, current moment. Yeah, for some reason, I just associate it with Korea. It's sad because all those like blue collar animators from Michigan now don't have. A they job. got <laughs> yeah. That's what Bruce Springsteen sings about, and no, John Cougar Mellencamp. Just generations, yeah, of, all of them, of crusty old dudes who animated 
Hanna Barbera cartoons yeah, and stuff. We used to fix the animation. Now we just let it stay broken. <laughs> like that. Uh, so David said that we'll just outsource the names. We'll get suggestions on Twitter and stuff. And I feel like everyone's going to suggest no rope, Tony, though, because of how perfect. It is. <laughs> <laughs> probably it'll probably be the clear winner. Yeah. Was it your creation? Is that what well, you're who so could partial remember? to? <laughs> <laughs> who could say? It just seems like you're pretty partial who to could it. Say it, who invented it? No one owns words, right? It was really in the ether. Now, perhaps Wendy's the one who actually spoke it. It seems that way. It does seem that like way, doesn't it? Like if I'm compiling my detective notes, <laughs> I'm zeroing in on a suspect. But it's like that thing where, do you remember that, um, I, don't, I don't know if any of your teachers, this, uh, this was used as an example by like a teacher or a professor, that like around England at some time, like they used to deliver milk jugs with foil on top and... At the same time, different birds around the city realized they could lift the foil off and get to the whatever oh. was inside. Probably it's, milk. It's called some sort of phenomenon yeah. where it's like it's it's around and like suddenly the whole species gets it at the same time. And that's probably how No Robe Tony <laughs> would have been right. if I hadn't said it. Probably at home, somebody was also going like, oh, oh, no so you did Tony. say it. Just- <laughs> no, I, if I hadn't. <laughs> I didn't admit that I had. It seems oh, like it's real if OJ I style. Yeah, yeah. very OJ. I'm kind of an OJ. I'm the OJ of nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse That's to your acknowledge. Nickname? I refuse to acknowledge that I did it, but I also want fame for right. it. Right. <laughs> exactly an like OJ. To be synonymous with giving nicknames and then to have the very sad yeah. OJ of nicknames and the nickname <laughs> your own nickname it feels like a double homicide. I. I didn't probably think of that. Everybody was thinking <laughs> at once. You're at constantly once. on the hunt to find the real person who gave me that nickname. No, Rob Tony. Yeah. yeah. I was just out tonight looking around. Yeah. Out there hitting the golf courses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Can yeah. we go back to the bird and the foil thing for one minute? Sure. I've never heard this before. Has anyone around the table heard this? I've, it sounds vaguely familiar. I've heard it um, as it pertained to monkeys and like coconuts, like figuring out that you could open, a, oh, and, and they all could, like monkeys in one area of a place, did, mm, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just a certain amount of time before you figure right. It out. Like the species, kind of, it's uh, everyone evolves in the same way. Right. And their right. Yeah, they found the little button on the coconut that you press, <laughs> and then the coconut opens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Coconuts work. <laughs> Think so, Daniel. Yeah. Hello. Hi. I know. Uh, I sent so a little behind the scenes. Uh, Daniel will ask me for specific show notes when he's compu- when he's doing his intro based on like who the guests are going to be and then you know when they were last on and stuff. So I sent you a couple uh, a couple shows worth of show notes mm-hmm. and the like. First note on both of them is something about how Daniel is tired. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I don't want to say anything, but will be the same. <laughs> Daniel is tired. It's um, we yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. It's like the night before we do a show seems to be the night that Owen decides no sleep. So yeah, last night he was up every hour. It's a lot of fun. So for anyone who's like, why is it unfairly falling on Daniel's shoulders? I would like to explain. I'm defending myself to um, an audience of no. There's an audience out there. But the audience who's, who's shaking so. their finger you say so, at me. I'm not sure I believe it anymore. I'm def- anyway, if anyone's wondering, Daniel takes the nights because early morning is the most painful for him. And then I get up early in the morning and I take over at that point. Now, I have offered, we have offered, I've offered to switch it around. You say this is how you like it. 
But the, this works when Owen is getting up like once at night. It does not work when he's getting up every hour. And had I known that, well, I ended. I did end up coming you, in you, early. You you, re- you relieved my shift a little early. The problem today, yeah, I didn't know was, that he was up every so hour. The, usually, what will happen is you'll come in, relieve me, and then I'll get another three hours of sleep so that I can function. So, but today I couldn't because. Uh, our old pal Ray came over super early, 8 a.m., and we had to do a bunch of work. So uh, <laughs> today, it just wasn't able to catch up like I would normally would. But yeah, it, normally it doesn't bother me too much. I don't mind getting up every couple hours or something. But that, whereas I would, today, I do mind that. Yeah, so it's just a matter of what you know. It well, once you have with. the system, also you just don't fuck with the system if it's <laughs> the best system. We Jeff and I would alternate nights. Mm, I've wondered if that might be better. That's what we did because neither of us likes either of those things. <laughs> so it was like one night you had to get up, the other night, or but that day you got to sleep in. If mm-hmm. you got up, then you get to sleep in. If you get to sleep all the way through, then you have to get up early. When the kids were getting up, which they're not now, but of course we're <laughs> fucking this up by having a baby. <laughs> But it, it, w- it was worse if one of us fucked with the system. If one of us got up mm-hmm. and it wasn't our night to get up mm-hmm. and the other person heard them, admittedly this would be me, if Jeff was like, I'll be a hero and get up. And I would be like, don't be a fucking hero. <laughs> I was supposed to get up tonight and sleep in in the morning. Don't fuck with the system. Like It was just like the unspoken thing. Like So nobody yeah. should judge anybody else's get up with the baby routine yeah. because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, once you have it in place, it's kind of better to just stick with it. Yeah. As long as nobody's, if this is the best version of something terrible, That's bad. which is That's what bad. it is. It's yeah. the best it really version is. of something terrible for you for the limited amount of time that you have to do it. And then it's done and you're fine. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> that we thought. And then, and then you all have of a sudden. One. And then you have another. And you're I back know, in the I shit. Know, I, know. I thought you meant that's what you thought regarding the fact that Owen was sleeping pretty well. No, and then, well, that too. But um, it but does go by you pretty. You have more kids, and then you're eventually. Fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it goes by actually surprisingly fast, although it it seems to take forever. It's a weird yeah. sort of psychological thing. It's like it yeah. takes forever, but then it's over in a flash. So I don't know. Yeah, we're in the middle of it. It's fun. <laughs> Wendy, hello and welcome to the Hi. show. You I already are... talked a bunch. Hi. That's okay. <laughs> I, I insist upon doing this regardless. Um, you are ever more pregnant. Yep. It's not going backwards. Thankfully. No. Yeah. And you're still feeling and good, looking good, though. I feel worse than before, but I think you're supposed to so that yeah. you'll be like, get this over with. I think so. Yeah. Because like a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm pretty good. And now I'm like... It's getting ridiculous. Are you just uncomfortable all the time? Very uncomfortable. Well, I don't like that I'm uncomfortable every time I get up and move around. Mm-hmm. This is like what I don't like. You feel like you're sort of a prisoner in your yes. own body at this point. And you're like, okay, all right, let's. Right. It's only five more weeks max, though. They're going to induce me on my due date if I don't okay. have the baby. So it's not long, but it also seems impossible to go five more weeks. Yeah, five weeks. What's up? When I'm yeah. thinking of chunks of time, I think, where was I five weeks ago? I was just getting my driver's license. You know, that's right. how it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I made a lot of a leaps long. there. I'm just saying it. When you think back to five weeks ago, that feels like it could yeah. be a long time ago. Sure. Also, you start to be like, how are they going to get a baby out of here? Yes. Even though I already had one. And I trust me, guys. I know how it comes out. <laughs> Not to brag. <laughs> okay, I was just going to. I know. Okay. Yeah, I know about vaginas and stuff. Um, but I just can't fathom it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, shit. They can't get this out of there. It's just going to stay in. <laughs> so I feel a little paralyzed. What everyone told me, and this was my experience too, because I had a lot of anxiety because I had such a rough 
delivery with Elliot, I had a ton of anxiety about having Owen. Right. And I really, really, I was like very worried about it. And so many people told me the second one is so much easier because the path's already been blazed. Right. The trail has already been um, deforested, et cetera. Um, and then it, I really had a much easier, better experience the second time. Yeah. Mine was easy though. So I oh. feel like cursed now. Yeah. Then an it's easy just going to be easier than anyone I've heard about in a lot of ways. And I'm just like, well, shit, then I'm due for a nasty one. No, it's just going to be easier. Okay. It'll go from e- Wait, you'll what just- was hard about the first one? I don't think I know. They induced me um, and it took like 40 hours <gasps> and my epidural, I don't want to freak you out. My epidural didn't really work. Oh, no. Um, no. I felt when they put the catheter in, I felt it. Oh, no. The, everyone, like the nurses. Did you just go to the mall? Is that why? <laughs> yes. were, you, were you at Nordstrom? <laughs> <laughs> near the a, piano? It's a yes. converted Sam Goody. Oh, no. I was oh, near the no. piano. Allison, you shouldn't have. Daniel. I know. I thought it would have... be cheaper and no, better. No, I mean, I'm sure it was me. cheaper. Yeah. It's that mall. I wanted to do a little shopping center that's so close to Cedar Sinai. You could have just gone across the street. I was there. I I feel good in a mall. In hindsight, yeah, you know, in hindsight, at the time it felt like. Now I understand why everyone was reacting the way they were reacting. It's it's close to a lid, and I thought I could get a new diet. Yeah. Oh no! All, mall, all malls have epidurals. Really? Now. Yeah. Did you get any Sparrow while you were in labor? <laughs> I did. Because the pizza, it's nice because it comes in a triangle yeah. box, so yes. you know it's in there. You're not left guessing, right? Yeah. Um, I sent Daniel out for it, but then things moved so fast, he was never able to oh, procure no. the Sparrow. Oh no! But it was the first thing I mm. ate after I had the baby. Okay. Yeah. Good. So anyway, um, and then there was meconium. Oh, Which I remember, no. I we, we texted sparrow. about that. Oh, God. <laughs> there might be meconium in the oh, sparrow. There's hundred percent meconium. At the <laughs> Is that sparrow. like a private eye meconium? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's, Get a baby in there, do you? It's baby poop. Oh, yeah. So and normally, they're not babies... supposed to swallow it on the way out, and if they do, then it's a big problem. Right. So they, normally, they aspirate. It gets into their lungs. Mm-hmm. It coats their lungs it's so like they don't tar. start breathing. It's very, yeah. Very very sticky. So there was meconium. And then why um, do they call it meconium? And as opposed to baby poop, yeah, I don't it's know. not exactly poop though. It's like it's sort it's of digested their... amniotic fluid. Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. it, but it is like black tar. It's, it's like and normally green. Yes, ish, that green ish. black. Normally they pass it after they leave your body, but mm-hmm. sometimes babies can't hold. Well, no, there's something causes them distress, so, so they just shit yeah. themselves <sighs> and you inside you. So if they see the meconium, <laughs> it's two things. One, they're they're afraid that they will inhale the meconium, which is bad. and But also it's an indicator that something's gone wrong because they're in distress. Mm-hmm. And it also is an indicator that there'll be like 45 people in the room when you give birth. Oh, it goes from like... It's just the three of us. It's very quiet. Breathe, honey. Da da da. To showtime. Yeah, and there's every someone's bringing in a yada. Everyone, everyone from Express. Everyone from Victoria's Secret came in. Everyone from the weird salad place. Like every person from the fucking Beverly Center will By the be way, there. And you're on the piano, and you're like, shit. By the way, uh, uh, that name, weird salad place, I never thought was a good idea. Yeah, they shouldn't have called it that. Yeah. But you know. But their weird the salads are so good. They are. They're weird but good. They're weird and good. Yeah. Yeah, that's their yeah. slogan. Slivered almonds, but then you're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cranberry. Yeah. Craisins. Craisins. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> I actually don't like craisins. 
in a salad or just in general. I feel like craisins have had a run for a while. My mom sometimes will show up with a tiny box of craisins in her purse, and I'm not Your excited. Your mom just eats a they... box of craisins? Yeah, I didn't even know they sold raisin-sized boxes of craisins. They shouldn't be called craisins. It's, they just... they, it's overselling it. Just call them dried cranberries. Or crannies. Give them a whole new name. <laughs> Why do you just borrow from raisin? Raisin exists. Yeah. And like, it has nothing really to do with what it is. It's a totally different like, name. They were like, oh, this is going to be so crazy. People will never buy it. Yeah. We got to make it seem like something people already know about. Right? <laughs> right. But then I feel like it's also said, like... As if like a dried cranberry is so fucking exotic. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around it. You can imagine that day that the guy at the, at the raisin council came in and said, guys, you're not going to believe this. And he put the craisins down. Okay, he so, put a the very dried heavy bag down. of cranberries down. He put the, the crannies. Then, he put the crannies down, and yeah. then he's got. They're calling it craisins. They're trying to hone in on our market. <laughs> and then someone just jumped out the window. And that began the great craisin. War. There was just no pushback. Where people were like, wait, 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 there's already raisins. We're just adding a C because we have cranberries. Well, also, if you follow it backwards, then you should call cranberries crepes. Like grapes with a C on Yeah, now it. we're talking. And then you're then you're overlapping with crepes right. as well. But those are actually Cranberry crepes. Cranberry grapes. Right. So you could really get on oh, top I of people. I guess someone's been to France. <laughs> <laughs> he always tries to shoehorn <laughs> that in anytime. Anytime we're going to go. Le Tour Eiffel. It's the fucking Eiffel Tower here. Le I I get a little snooty with that, particularly the clip. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus. It's going to so, be a very long night. <laughs> so anyway, just because I, I have to finish this real fast. So then um, he wasn't breathing when he came out and I couldn't hold him. They had to like get him to the table oh, real fast God. and then it took like seven minutes to get him to breathe and they had to oh, resuscitate him. Oh, that God. was they very scary. Yeah, him? they had to like do chest yeah. compressions. I'm glad we interrupted this, this story with some lighthearted jokes. I, we that's needed some crazy. Yeah. We needed crazy Ooh, talk to lighten that's heavy. They resuscitate in French. Where are your fucking jokes now? Level What was that? You know, I did all the dialect. That's a, you can oh, do it a bunch of different not, ways. How do they say it in um, Antibes? <laughs> and how do they say it in Paris? <laughs> oh, yeah. That does sound different. Yeah. Every word sounds like crepe or croissant that you're saying. <laughs> you clearly know two words. I know all the you're words. you're trying to say all of them. I refuse to say all of them. Way, no. Then he had to go to the NICU. So basically, I couldn't hold him for many hours. That was the hardest part. But then Ugh. a couple days later, we all got to go home and it was fine. But I was right. traumatized by the whole thing. I was just I like, that too. was not Ooh. what I uh, signed oof, up for. Oof, oof, oof. But then the second one it was, was yes, yeah. different doctor, different hospital. Um, and it was, it also was long. I went into labor naturally. It also was long. Um, but... It like my epidural worked really well. I felt like they were really listening to me because the first time I felt like, hello, I know that I'm just like a gigantic body on a bed right now, but I actually have, I'm like a person, treat me like one. I just felt like I really did not like the nurses I had. But the second time was went so well. It was, there was, some, there was something kind of magical about it, and it like really allowed uh, me to heal from the and afterwards. First my first one was magical, so I'm worried that the second I don't one think, I don't think be. it's like you get one of each. Yeah, I hope not. I know. I yeah. I, I I don't know what my preconceived notion is. I just feel like it can't be right. No, I, I understand. You don't want it to yeah. be too easy because I'm the same doctor though, so that's good. good. After this one, Allison was like, "I think I might want it." And I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> the traumatic well, one. Like, was, I just you know, I just figured out how to do childbirth. 
Let's why quit now? Did you switch doctors on purpose? Well, we moved, but also yes. I wanted. Mm. I just wanted a different experience. Yeah. Um, Tony, hello. Hello. Uh, I've I haven't gotten any comments from anyone, but uh, I'm sorry. This is a very sudden. uh, That's fine. Change. Uh, I mean, I've got craisins on the brain. But. I know. Uh, any, you've got any complaints about uh, not enough drops? I, I feel have like not. I'm, I'm not very heavy with the with my drop finger. I have not gotten any complaints. <laughs> All right, no. Just, but I, I like, haven't. I, haven't but I, either, like so. the, I like that you're bringing it up on the show. Well, you know, because now to know. I don't want to disappoint. I have you know, feedback. But, yeah. 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 I like it. I think people understand that you're going to ease into it. Yeah, you know? I mean I that's what like... I, that's what I say. But then every every week it's like a scramble of like, wait, wait, that would work. Where's that one? And then I I it's, I have too many is the problem. Yeah. I blame Jeff. This is all Jeff's fault. It is. <laughs> he left you with a real mess the way yeah. he sent you extremely organized. <laughs> but there were so many of them. There really were a lot. So, uh, as regards Rat Piss Studios, no Raccoon, Raccoon Piss. Excuse me. I I, uh, I gave away too much. Um, we had a family of raccoons, no dad, a mom and babies Just, living yeah, under our mom. house. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the role of... David, you're into science. Of course yeah. I am, yeah. <laughs> Ask me any raccoon question. You're into question. science Resident and... Raccoon expert over here. <laughs> you're a scholar of French, the raccoon, French language. Uh, raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could answer this. <laughs> What's up with uh, raccoon dads? Because... The way that we, it was a whole thing, yeah. and we had to hire people to spray pheromones everywhere. Um, we, we spent money to have urine squirted all over our house. It's not just urine. It's also something from raccoon, male raccoon glands. It smelled like it smelled like a cross between like a horse and a brick of cheese. Wow. But worse than that, but also like... Kind of like, great. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> oh. a truly like the it was musky, animal, yeah. cheesy. It was a new mommy scent, <laughs> like rotten umami. Barn yeah. smell. It was not good. But the raccoons took off. But anyway, the reason this works, you can buy it yourself. It's called raccoon eviction fluid. But the professionals make a a feistier, more robust mix. mix apparently, <laughs> but anyway, um, is because when a mother raccoon smells male raccoon nearby, she takes off. Because they are a threat to the babies. Yeah. I don't get that. Don't bears do that a little bit too? I feel like in a lot of other species, that's a common, like, I'm hungry. Oh, I, I forgot. I, I, I have children. Yeah, I have some kids. They're children. not doing anything. They're little. I can... yeah. so, how, like, how does this help them in a uh, survival or evolutionary? You got me there. There are a lot of raccoons, so it must be working. Yeah. Yeah, whatever they're doing is. Really <laughs> it's not for us to question. Right. Just like the, the baby's baby waking up sleep system. Yeah. This was a whole plot line on Bob's Burgers. So they had a mom and baby in the wall. It was? Mom and babies in the wall. Yeah. Raccoons. Yeah. How well, did they get rid the of them? They dropped a cup of pudding in the floor <laughs> because the <laughs> raccoon was named Little Baby Pudding Snatcher. Oh. And she liked to take pudding cups from Linda. So that was their idea to get <laughs> that around. Did, that did it's not work not for realistic, us. <laughs> guys. It was not realistic. Don't use Bob's Burgers Just for a tips cartoon. To... Was this no. something? Had you written it? Yes, me and Lizzie wrote that one. Had either of you had personal raccoon experience? No, but there's a whole raccoon thing on Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers. So it was like the plot was that they left an egg in the wall for Easter and then it starts to stink. And then they realize this, this mom raccoon and the babies have it. Got it. So they have to get the raccoons out to get the egg out. I personally, I, I never, <laughs> I, I pitch really well, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Great at pitching. You've, I feel like I've seen it. Um, 
I didn't see them myself. I heard they were very cute. I, I did. See did the you mom. think you saw the mom? Yeah. But we didn't. I didn't get to see the babies. I did see a baby possum the next day, just mm. living baby in. Baby possums are kind of cute. They, it was pretty cute. It was yeah. living in. So Ray's shit is lining our house, the side of our house. Oh, Does Ray listen to the podcast? Does he know? Clearly you? not. And this is not his <laughs> meconium. This is his like tools. No, no, yes, tools, tools and paint buckets and. Yeah. <laughs> so they he was here like boarding up the crawl spaces after making sure the raccoons were out because my fear was that we'd seal the raccoons up but then and also we had a rat in our this all started this is a kind of gross story i'll make it fast it all started because daniel and i smelled a poop smell in our house and with two kids in diapers it could just mean like someone pooped Mm -hmm. but it was coming from a bathroom that neither of them are use and (laughs) we we, I, we wondered, like, did someone's diaper leak? Did someone leave a diaper somewhere? I, it was so strong from the bathroom. I, I haven't shared this with anyone. I literally, I literally pulled the top off the tank thinking, like, did someone did do a double decker in this house? Too. I was like, did Ray shit in the tank? That's what I, I, did, I wondered if it was, like, a podcast guest. Like, I was like, what kind of, like, psycho, sociopathic <laughs> podcast guest took a shit in the top of our toilet? No one did. Turned out to be a rat in our attic. Ooh. Which is really, and then, yeah, awful. So anyway, we've just been invaded with critters, including a, a dead rat in the attic. Yeah. It wasn't just a stinky, un- hygienic rat. No. It was a, the decaying rat. Yes. Thank you for, I think everyone got that. I, was I wasn't sure. Okay. I wasn't sure. I'll be honest with you. Thank you. Yeah. It was, uh, it wasn't nice. No. It's it, kind of my nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But now we think we're critter free. We had a possum for a while, and I feel like we were getting pretty friendly with it. And then now we have a dog in the backyard a lot, so maybe not as much possum activity. But one time we heard a noise, and then we opened the back door and looked, and out in the hedges, the possum clearly heard us open the door and just froze in its tracks and thinking it was well hidden in the hedges, but its whole back end and tail were sticking out. (laughs) We're like, we're just talking to it. Like, we can see (laughs) you right there. You're not fooling anybody. And it just stayed totally still. Like, no, no, you don't. (laughs) I'm good. And it was kind of adorable. Like, I think that they don't really play possum in the way that we think. They don't flop over and pretend to be dead. I was reading that, um, I've done a lot of reading, uh, about, critters in 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 your vicinity that the but i don't know if this is anyway that the plain possum is um it's not like a coping mechanism it's a involuntary reaction to fear that mm. makes them sort of pass out oh you know why dogs run off with their tail between their legs similar to the raccoon pheromones mm. their glands back there release a pheromone that is fear essentially so they don't want other dogs to smell their fears so they cover it up oh so if you see a dog even if it's trying to act tough but its tail's really clamped down it's trying to like, oh, yeah. good. come at me man <laughs> and then really it's just like don't do it yeah. So that's a tough, tough dog move, guys. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, Ray has a bunch of stuff on the side of our house, and uh, he told me that they found a baby possum just hanging out in a box with some of their tools. So we didn't know what to do. So they moved it. But it was pooping. Like I, there was a lot of possum shit in there, and I'm like, it's scared. But it never played possum, so I decided it must not be that scared. But anyway, they transferred it to a different box and then took it like up the street to a, a green space and let it go. But I keep thinking about it, thinking, is it, did we take it away from its family? So I don't know about that, but they do say with baby raccoons, people will often like, quote, rescue baby raccoons. But if you see a baby raccoon and it's not starving and you don't see the mother's body... That it just means the baby's like 
learning to roam, but it'll go back. So you're kidnap. You're basically kidnapping. Yeah. the baby mm-hmm. raccoon. Right. What did, so did we, we kidnap the possum? What should know. we have done, though? I, don't I think know. I think it's fine. I mean, it would have taken a long time for you to piece together what was going on with that possum and their family. I should try to like talk to it. Time. Though. You had a free <laughs> pet. Get a domesticated possum. You know, they're hanging out. You got a little family going. It, it nuzzles up next to you. Uh, does it, anyone have a possum as a pet? I'm sure people do. Sure, yeah, somebody, people probably somewhere. have everything. Yeah. yeah. Right? It kind of reminds me though of one time we had our kids at the pool, a pool that we go to that has lifeguards and. We had, Jose was in, he was strapped and he did not know how to get out of his stroller. We were 15 feet away at the most. We were like in the shallow end of the pool and we could, we had a line on Jose the entire time, could see him sleeping, strapped to the stroller, too little to get out, doesn't know how to work the stroller strap. So it's like one of those five point harnesses. Gotcha. And we're in the pool with uh, Milo and Matthew and just playing. And then Jose wakes up. And I'm standing, again, 10, 15 feet away. I hear him wake up. He's got a strong cry. He started crying. I turn my head, and a woman has already, she's looking at him in his stroller, awake, startled, is clutching her chest. Oh, my God. Ran to the lifeguard and started (laughs) gesturing towards our child, who, again, clear line of sight. Yeah. (laughs) Stroller is parked. There are chaise lounges between him and the water. He cannot roll in. Please. Oh God, a chaise lounge. A croissant. There are croissants lined up as far as the eye can see. I mean, I am the most paranoid person in the world, especially about pools. I would never, ever put my child in danger around a pool. Like this was, I looked over probably every like 10 seconds to be like, is he up yet? Is he up yet? Is he up yet? Mm -hmm. And, this woman like went she and I have you. never looked at someone more like I wanted to kill them. I feel like <laughs> than this woman who was like, what do you do? Like he woke up. You ran to the lifeguard the minute a baby woke up. It was the mo. it was the weirdest thing that ever happened. So that's what, I don't know how that ties into the what raccoon she- situation. <laughs> or the it's possums. Like, yes. It's like overly alarmist about you know, the possum situation. I think it's just let it go. You were running. You don't run to the lifeguard. That possum's probably fine. <laughs> Is what I'm getting Thank at. you. <laughs> My analogy makes no sense, but it reminded me of it. Yes, a little bit. that's I, uh, that's crazy that she did that. But now, did she crazy. have kids of her own though? Because I have. Yes. she did. That's it weird. Was, it was very weird. And the minute she saw me, I think she realized that she like had some sort of savior complex. Maybe she's like always wanted to save a baby or something. <laughs> and so she's like, a baby's crying. I will save it. And I'm like, from right what, here, motherfucker? What is happening? Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah, so that's I don't a, know. Don't overreact to babies alone in boxes, I guess. Is what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> now, now I get parents it. parents were like walking right behind right, them to the what green if, space to get them. So you're fine. What if the possums were here staring they at They were me? like frozen in place going, no. But yeah, they were like, so don't scared. take Hector. I, I feel like that's what his name was. Probably. It definitely was. And he looked mm. like a Hector. Yeah. He was real cute. I kind of miss him. But I not so much too. that I want him. <laughs> we to- could go look for him after this. Oh, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. One time up in the uh, mountains, this is one of the only times my cousin and I uh, hi- and my grandmother hiked. So she, this, I think it was the only time, we, but it was fun. She wore like capri shorts. She seemed young and jaunty. The shorts of someone fun. Yeah. Like, Wait, and we'd hold never- on. What are capri shorts? Uh, they're like capri, capri pants. pants come are up shorter than pants. <laughs> uh, I know you'd catch are on capri to that. Shorts, but they... <laughs> like shorter than regular shorts. Capris didn't become a thing until 1997. Mm-mm. Prior to that, they were just nope. long shorts or nope. capri shorts. That's then they not switched. That go to the any 
resource that you want, and you'll see. Ninety-seven was an inflection was a, I'm point. I'm going to go to Capri's.com he, right after this. Wendy, he was out. he was a docent at the Capri Museum. <laughs> oh, at the Capri Museum. I later did because I was so fascinated in that just monumental shift that happened that so. everyone just kind of oh are those Capri pants and I would <laughs> and then oh right it's ninety-eight. So it, I actually do want to know because I'm I, I know about knickers i know about culottes and i know about pedal pushers uh-huh. where do capri shorts fit like what They're not sh- real <laughs> i know what i want to know like what she was the wearing original board short so just you know quite a bit below Are you talking the about knee? jams you're talking about jams Are probably jams i think i'm pants i think he actually means capri pants yeah were they baggy short or fitted they fit, you know. I, they, they've I know you were checking out your grandmother <laughs> and being like, "How tight are those pants?" <laughs> those shorts are, uh, yeah, maybe. maybe were they, they clam were, diggers? I can't back out of this now, guys. Okay. They were shorts. Capri they shorts. were Capri shorts. Right. They were not. <laughs> okay, that would just be shorts. I uh, think that she called them capris. Shorts are also called shorts. Yeah, <laughs> they were longer than shorts than they were capri pants. But what are just capris? I feel like that's pants. what she referred pants. to them. Yeah. No, but she would just say, oh, those, I bought you some capris. She bought you capris? <laughs> we also wore capris. Okay. I There's pictures of us. Well, everything that Men's we got. capris. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. And uh, mm. matching. Me What's and a my- jodhpur? That's what you wear to ride horses. Ride horses. They look like capris, but they're special horse pants. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you, they, not the horse. They've got... <laughs> yeah they grip the horse or something i don't know they 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 don't i think they've got they've got like a reinforced so when you were all capri family i don't know if in this particular day we all were but i know at one point my sister and my cousin and i all had like matching sort of outfits is this real this is real and hiking we have my sister every now and again will text me a photo and they're just (laughs) outrageous you were hiking in the desert i will say we're in the yeah like the 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 sierras so we're near you afraid of rattlesnakes and things with the with without pants on you know, one that's too high of elevation gets too chilly for them in the winter, so now a lot of snakes oh, okay. up there. Two, I have a deal with the snakes. I grew up in the de- – I've spent hundreds of hours, never seen a There's an understanding. There's an understanding where – But if, not with your grandmother. Um, as far as snakes go? Well, she's who I'm worried about in this story. Oh, yeah. This well, be, we knew the – This could be a bad story. We haven't heard – Yeah, you haven't heard – We haven't even really got into right. it at all. We're I know. We're this stuck on the pants. Outrageous claim about shorts. <laughs> It throws be. everything into question for the rest of the story. These shorts were exactly as I've described. I think we all have a mental image of what they look <laughs> Definitely like. Definitely not. So I've I feel like we all have, have, there's like have no five different pairs of, of pants that we all have. And my grandmother <laughs> and her and, she, and has a good friend of hers. So it's like a fun day. They are kind of caretaking. I don't remember if my sister was there and... But definitely my cousin and I. But the shorts are fucking seared. The shorts memory. are critical a whole because person is missing potentially from the story. Yeah. Tony, what attire, what garment are you picturing? Uh, yeah, just kind of like longer shorts. Accurate. Like, Cap- Those but, aren't Capri shorts. Capri succeeded. shorts would mean shorter. <laughs> I was also shorter than googling to Capri see if pants are shorter than regular pants. Right. I was trying to see if I could find anything for Capri shorts. You Capri it. shorts. Did you? You it, it, did would, it would bring up results, but it w- it seems like only because people have tried to search that, but it just mm-hmm. takes you to Capri pants. Capri How many shorts. people have you told this story Capri- to? Well, this is a Mandela effect thing. A lot of people <laughs> grew up with Capri shorts. Capri and shorts of course, are... We were gaslighted into thinking they didn't exist. Capri they shorts are shorts that have a button strap high on the thigh. 
Absolutely not. No. Absolutely. Like roll up underwear? Bunch out. No. From wide hips. That's a roll up No, but they they, they're tight and they, they, they get real, they cinch right at the top of the thigh. This has gone far afield. I know. I need to hear this story. It's a simple capri short. It, there's no button involved. God willing, there was a simple capri short. <laughs> it's a, impossible. This is a, what's the word when it like can't exist or something? An ox, not an oxymoron. It's a. Um, it's not a tautology, right? Mm, no, I but it's one of those. Tautology was. A tautology is like. Uh oh. Yeah. I tried to use simulacrum the other that's day. That's the and study of goodbyes. No, tot- <laughs> that's good. No, tautology is like. Um, Something that sort of justifies itself, like a, a reasoning. Uh, I think a tautology would be like God exists because look at this world and God had to create it. It's like there's no proof that there's a God in that statement. Yeah. Okay. I refer to these. I, sort I don't of think things I'm explaining it right. Le magnifique. Yeah. Which translates oh. to the magnificent, which is sort of inexplicable. Yeah, and that the, makes sense. Yeah. I need to hear your story. Okay, great. I need Tony to look up tautology. I've um, t- got it already. For All you. right, and then I need to talk about where medical professionals and regular people can get an amazing pair of scrubs and more. So I just want you to know, there's a lot going on. You can jump into that. Tautology. Tata. T a u. Yes. Right? Okay. A tautology is a formula which is in quotes always true. That is. It is true for every assignment of truth values to its simple components. Do you have an example? Uh, Capri shorts <laughs> did exist pre-97 and, of course, now are referred to as Capri pants. Cap- like, cap- maybe it's like Capri Impressed. shorts exist because I said they did. Well, it's not how the for- opposite of tautology is a contradiction, a formula which is always false. Capri uh, shorts, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> cannot exist because capri is like a shorter formulation of the item itself. Right. And when shorts get shorter, they remain shorts. Exactly. Whereas when pants, pants get shorter and go somewhere in between a pants and a short, they become capris. capris. They- Here's yeah. the classification. Pants, uh-uh. high waters, nope. capri pants, mm-hmm. capri shorts, nope. shorts. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely in no way. Yeah. So like knee length? Yeah, That's just a jam, below the or knee. A board short. Yeah, or, or a knicker a... or a culotte mm-hmm. or a pedal pusher. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. when you're getting into like, so now you're in the spectrum and you're going in capri, between. By its definition, can a capri short could not be longer than a short. Which you just said it was. It absolutely cannot be. I feel like I just ran over to a lifeguard. The look I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. I know. Because, yes, this is very bad what you're doing. There are no such thing as capri shorts. Anymore. Um, let's hear Any about those. Speaking of clothing, speaking I, of, I'm about to lose my mind. I'm sweating. Speaking of clothes, okay, but I need to hear where this story goes because his grandma may have been eaten by may a snake. We don't know. Snake, and we don't know. Uh, I need to talk to you guys about Figs. Figs is an amazing company that is making scrubs stylish and functional for the people who deserve it most. For years, nurses, doctors, dentists, and other awesome medical professionals were forced to wear scratchy, ill-fitting scrubs. Not only were they ugly and uncomfortable, but they weren't designed with innovative technical properties to protect and hold life-saving tools. Figs creates the highest quality medical apparel so that medical professionals look their best, feel their best, and perform at their best every day. And so they make like down the line, you know, but we're very well designed clothing that you would wear in a medical setting. Um, so obviously like people, you know, dentists, doctors, 
et cetera, nurses, um, this would appeal to them. However, I talk to them and I'm like, are you, you know, are you also selling to just like the average person who wants this stuff? And they are. Uh, and I bought something on there and I was like, do I need actual scrubs? I don't really think I do. I'm just going to buy this super cool, soft, nice hoodie. And I couldn't be happier, except part of me is like, I was very tempted by a lab coat. I don't know. I just, They're pretty stylish lab coats. They are. Everything's I mean. stylish. Uh, Figs gives back, and you can too. Every time you shop at Figs, they give scrubs to healthcare providers in need around the world through their Threads for Threads initiative. So whether you're one of the awesome humans that works in healthcare or someone that wants to say thanks to those deserving folks, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with a 15% off your first purchase by using my code Allison. Get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R figs, F-I-G-S dot com and enter my code Allison at checkout. Wearfigs.com. Enter code Allison at checkout. Okay. Let's find out what happened to this lady in Capri. Please don't mention the shorts again. This lady. Sure. Thank you for calling them shorts. Um... So we hike up the hill and we get to this really idyllic looking cabin overlooking a creek. The water's slow moving. It's gorgeous. And I believe my grandfather walked off to go fishing. What was he wearing? He was wearing a fedora like a gentleman. Fishing like a a classic uh, fly fishing cap or a hat, fedora hat. They go off to fish, the men folk. So now it's just my grandmother, her friend, and I believe just my cousin and I. And so he and I, it's like a, a wonderland. And we're like playing in this creek and then we I, – I take forever to build this little bridge. I get my little fly, fly rod and I cross this bridge, which to me – That you built. I built – I wow. mean it was like some sticks and then like I could hop onto this rock. In hindsight, it probably wasn't that impressive. But when I – you know, 10 or whatever, I'm impressed. it was incredible. It was Le Magnifique. Le Magnifique. <laughs> and I, I, at one point I'm like hugging this wall of a rock and making you know sort of like Free Solo-esque – moves mm. to get across i cross <laughs> get my rod and i'm fishing because the reason i want to do it is i'm right-handed the creek is flowing against me and i want to fish upstream i don't want to have to like backhand cast so mm. now i got my hand my arm on the side i like i'm and i'm looking at the creek which also looks back at the cabin and I, as i'm fishing i kind of peripherally see a lot of action and activity and look over were they arguing about the definition of <laughs> please don't no. bring them up again don't come on <laughs> don't you go to the lifeguard <laughs> so i see this activity and i it finally catches my attention i i looked at like what is going on at first i thought it was just yeah people were having fun and playing around it was my grandmother and her friend frantically waving and and motioning come here get back over here and i was like i built the Goddamn bridge! I want to. Yeah, you're me. you're casting upstream. Yeah, I'm, I'm right Hand, in the, the sweet spot. <laughs> and so I look at them like, like kind of shrug my shoulders, like what? The, now, now, get over here! So I walk back down, all dejected, cross my little bridge again. And my grandmother runs at this point over and scoops me up, and then I'm all pissed, like what did you? And she just points across, and there's a little bear cub oh. sitting by oh, itself. No. 12 feet from where I had been. I was no. walking and Wendy doing and my I fishing. are having very different reactions. Yeah. <laughs> I look like I know what it means. And I'm yeah. like, oh, a puppy, that's a bear. There was, but, but bear and a cub. you will then die. Yeah. It is the harbinger of death. Because <laughs> oh, really? behind that bear is the mother or a father yeah. bear who is going to murder you 
right away. Right. <laughs> no question. I am the lifeguard running lady in this story. Okay. And the mother bear has claws and is even angrier than Wendy was. Just seeing me. Oh, I approach. forgot all about that story. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so, pretty forgettable. Well, I do not blame anyone. It feels like 10 years ago. But I yeah. remember the feeling as a kid, as 10 and like living in this um, wonderland sort of experience. Mm. My thought was the same as yours. I didn't get to pet it. I was 10 feet away. <laughs> you didn't let could, me play with it. And it was sitting in the cute, like sitting kind of rolled back. Was on it eating butt. honey? It was like grabbing grass. It was grass. eating honey. That actually said Yeah. <laughs> like it found one. Right. It felt that cute. Head scrubbies, like rubbing oh. its ear and grabbing grasses and things oh. and kind of, it was Allison, just so Allison, I feel cute. like it's good that you heard this story because yeah, you did not know, know this. If I you didn't. happened to be in like a national park or something, <laughs> you would have put yourself in a very bad spot. I would have like, just let me just get a pic. Let me just do yeah. an Instagram story. Yeah. Be my no, last my parents, Instagram story. My parents were at Yosemite and they said they were, they went on like a, like just kind of a gentle hike. They weren't, you know, they're not like severe outdoors people or whatever. But they were just, you know, a little walk and like they came into a clearing. They saw a mother and baby bear and both of them are like, we have no memory, either of us, of turning around and getting out of there. But they did. And I was like, you got great. Good. You did it. You did the thing you're supposed (laughs) to do. Like they didn't freeze. They didn't panic. But they're like, we don't really remember that we turned around and walked really far away really fast. (laughs) Their adrenaline was pumping so much. Yeah. Like you don't remember doing it. I had that experience. I was was hiking in the desert and I heard a, a rattle and I looked down and it was literally like I looked down, saw the snake and the next thing I knew, I was gone 50 feet away. Yeah. I do not remember <laughs> getting there. It was like, oh. I had a similar well, experience in my car. I went to see – it was I. we went to see that movie, A Beautiful Mind, which if you remember, he invents things and he sees things that aren't there or whatever. I was driving home. I lived in Koreatown at the time. I got to the intersection of, I think, Wilshire and Wilton and there's a 7-Eleven there and I was stopped at the light. And I looked to my left, and a man got out of his car, pulled out a gun, oh my God. and started unloading it <gasps> into the window of the 7-Eleven. And I have no memory, but I think I was literally like Jesus. almost to Beverly Hills by the time I <laughs> called 911, because I just drove so far without like processing what I was doing. And then I was like, I should call 911 and tell them there's a shooter. But I, I wasn't in Beverly Hills, but I was far, yeah. like, like much further than I should have been before I like, I think it was a flip phone at the time. Right. I like, picked up my flip phone. And call. It is weird when your adrenaline kicks in. You don't remember doing it, but yeah. you're like, oh, good. I did it. I got <laughs> <Right>. away. <laughs> did you ever hear anything further about it? No, nobody died. Or, well, I, that was my neighborhood. I lived just oh. over at like like four or five blocks away mm-hmm. from there. So nobody died. I called the police like a few days later to be like, what happened? But um, <laughs> did, did yeah. they offer any... I think they got the guy because he was, I mean, he must have been like out of his gourd or something. Yeah. I'm not sure why he was doing it. This was before there was like a shooting a day. This right. was like a yeah. little before that time. So When it was an atypical occurrence. Yes. But it was also weird because I had just seen A Beautiful Mind where the guy's inventing things. And <laughs> I was like, weren't sure if it really yeah, was I kind of was it. like, did I really see that or was I like <laughs> caught up in the movie? Right. So wait, does everyone know that if you see a baby, aside from mm-hmm. 10-year-old David, that you, Tony, did you know? Yeah. Where where do they teach this? How did this? you not get this information? I don't know. I mean, when Have I you was not done any camping. You I heard mean, the term not what, very like, much. Mama bear, like oh, I'm a real mama bear. But yeah, like, I think that originates kind of from that from like, bear from mama any, bears. Yeah, yeah. Like I would do anything for my child. But now it's just like uh, always on an Instagram of a lady with like a glass of wine, <laughs> and her kids are like yeah. nearby. I'm a mama bear. <laughs> it's like it doesn't go with it at all, right? I think um, I I knew that at ten and was still like. 
worth it to me to pet that bear. I was yeah. still disappointed. Did you see the mama bear? No, and we we sat there because there's a creek like separating us for whatever reason. I think we felt. Eh, we're good. Like we're away from it. So we just sat there on the steps and watched it for what felt like a long time. And then it got up and wandered off. We never saw the mama bear. I would like to think that if I saw this, it would kick in fast enough that I'd be like, mama bear. Oh, mama bear. That's where I should move. But I didn't realize that if you see a baby bear, get the fuck out of there because you're going to be regarded as a threat, even if you're Mm -hmm. just fly fishing. Mm -hmm. Daniel, you knew this too? I did. But... Yeah. We so we went camping in Yosemite, no, Sequoia when I was in 7th grade. Uh and they told us not to have any like perfume or yeah. sweet smelling stuff in our cabin cuz of bears, which was very scary. Like here's an idea, let's not go somewhere where this is a concern. <laughs> but they never told us specifically the baby bear thing. They should have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was an oversight on their part. Yeah, it does seem like that. Or it was uh, like a very meticulously planned murder that didn't come through. Right. A, <laughs> they uh, were going to put bungled. you in their, their presence somehow. Right. I don't even think we saw any bears, but I did. F- speaking of little bridges that are, are made out of popsicle sticks and bee spit or whatever, we were hiking and there was this trail of rocks that everyone was using to cross the, the river. And... uh and I've never been particularly coordinated. I think that <laughs> Elliot is really coordinated. It's very like he's starting to throw things and he's and catch and he's just really good. And I just feel like I feel like I might have an Olympian on my hands. Nice, probably. I, just, I suspect. Start <laughs> putting that out there to him. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna let him know. Feel like a failure. Yeah, right. I'm gonna let him know that I think he's an Olympian, and I'm gonna let Owen know that I've, I've, uh, I think he's a serious baby. I think I want to put that. In. I want to let him know that like you're the serious one. And you're the Olympic athlete. That seems like good parenting, right? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so crossing these rocks, and then I fall in the like waist-high river slide. Did not see that coming. <laughs> I know. And my little backpack floating on the back. <laughs> it was very wet and sad. And then I hear like like walking on gravel, and I turn, and my sixth grade teacher is heading the other way to cross where <laughs> you don't have to cross the river. There was another way to cross the fucking river. She just took the bridge or the paved trail, and I was so and didn't mad. Help you at all? Oh no! Some some of the other kids helped me. Uh, uh, no, she was just like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, some of the other kids <laughs> helped me. But the whole thing was like it was a manufactured river crossing. We could have just taken the yeah. the road. The adult was like, "This was bound to happen. I'm not. I'm not dealing with it." <laughs> well, she was like a 62 year old lady who taught English. I don't think she was particularly athletic either. So I imagine when she saw that we had to cross there, she was already like, "Uh oh," and then she just maybe she thought she'd catch you downstream. And also. So we stayed in these cabins where we were afraid of bears, and then we hiked. No, they took us on a interminable bus ride to like the middle of the f- lower Kauia, which is some other part of Sequoia. And then Kauia. we sounds like you're the little baby saying Korea. I know it does. Uh, and then <laughs> we like learned about pine cones for what felt like sixteen hours. Excuse me. <laughs> like a real dream trip it was miserable <laughs> and then i fell in the river and then i had i that was wearing my only pair of jeans Oof. so i had to wear my pajamas for the rest of the day <laughs> it was and then i remember we, they gave us these like 
carrots for lunch and we and we were like trying to take the peel the rind off of them with plastic uh knives and then andy our naturalist at large um (laughs) got really angry that we were gonna mess up the ecosystem and made us pick up all the carrot shavings it's like you couldn't just have said that to us before you saw someone peeling a carrot i'm still angry how is carrot rind gonna mess up yeah i don't know that's ridiculous the whole thing was i don't know i feel like they were like trying to to whip some sense into these soft so like, kids. How do we get them to hate the outdoors? <laughs> well, it worked. I recently had a ma- I had forgotten. My oldest son says he doesn't like roller coasters yet. And I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to go on roller coasters yet. You're eight. Like, I know there's daring kids out there who love that shit. But I told him, I was like, I like them now. But I didn't like them when I was younger. And I remembered that we went on an eighth grade field trip to Kings Island, which is in Cincinnati. I've been to Kings Island. Have you? Yeah. Which now I love, like my favorite roller coaster in the world, The Beast, is uh, at Kings Island. But I was not, it was like, I was I was a young, I was always young for my year. I was mm-hmm. like, I guess I was probably October 12. October birthday. Yeah, I was 12. I wasn't ready for roller coasters yet. Everyone was talking about how they were going to go on roller coasters. So when we got there, a few, like, I, maybe like an hour, and I went on some of the other rides. And then when everyone was like, let's go to the beast or whatever, I was like, okay. And then I got myself lost on purpose. Oh, smart. <laughs> I, and I was like, oh, I forgot I did this. I felt congratulatory to myself. Like, most yeah. of my childhood memories are like, oh, I feel ashamed of myself for some reason because I was raised Catholic or something. <laughs> but, um, I was like, that was pretty fucking clever of me. I pretended to get lost. I had myself a day. I wandered around. <laughs> I went on stuff I wanted to. I bought some fudge. I had a great day. <laughs> and then I pretended to find everybody later. Or maybe I naturally found them. Right. I knew what the rendezvous point was to go home or whatever. And I was like, that was great. That is like, really smart. I was really proud of myself when I remembered that I did that. Because that's like, it's hard to stand up to people and not do the thing. It's I, I fell in the river. I knew it was going to happen yeah. too. I was really proud of my. I still remember sitting at like a table all by myself just being like, I don't like those people that much anyway. <laughs> like, it was great. I had a great day. Great field trip. I needed eight? a dose no, of... No, no. I was in eighth grade. Oh, okay. So, and I guess we were poorly monitored because... I was going to say, no one was looking for you? No, I think we were allowed to wander as long as we met, met back at the right. point. It was a different time. Yeah. We were all allowed to do more shit. So what's um, King's Island like? Is it like Six Flags in terms of... of uh, I haven't been in a long time. When was the last time you went? I, I was pretty young also. Yeah, I was um, a teenager last time I yeah, went. You've been more recent than me then. Yeah. yeah. I was probably maybe 10, if even. Yeah, it wasn't really themed. There was Hanna-Barbera Land, which had a little bit of theme. That was like the kids area, mm-hmm. little kids area. and then But it had good roller coasters. Was it Six Flags? It was not Six Flags. No, it was its, it's just, own thing. Yeah. I lived in Richmond, Virginia for a while uh, during my high school years, and we had King's Dominion, which was oh. owned by the same people. And you also had, what, Bush Gardens, maybe? Yeah, but like in Williamsburg, like 45 yeah, yeah. minutes away. Yeah. That was an okay one, too. Yeah. Is there a Williamsburg and Colonial Williamsburg in? Yeah, wait a it's minute. The same thing. Same thing. Okay, because yeah. we went to Colonial Williamsburg when I was twelve, and I was so into it. I liked it too. Yeah, I kind of. Would it does it hold up? I kind of want to go back as an adult. I don't know. I'm sure it doesn't. Nothing I... does, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> you can only visit an apothecary and learn about leeches once. Yeah, and go to their like weird Shakespeare show and be like, I'd like to be in that. That's how I felt. <laughs> wow. I was really impressed by the level of theater at Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah. Is it real God, small? It uh, I, it's not big, but you know, for as close as I live to it, I was hardly ever there. You should I, go. 
Motion City soundtrack <laughs> should play Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on that. Uh, speaking of, I met one of Tony's bandmates today, not from that band, but Don't Stop or We'll Die. I had Paul Rust on the show. I asked him your question, Wendy. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Uh, and um, he is delightful. Right? He is, I think, some, my listeners know, he's someone that I've wanted on the podcast for I a while. I always thought you guys would get along, because he has a very similar sense of humor to you. Well, he's so goofy. I didn't tell him this. He's silly. But I really wanted, I was a big fan of love, and I really wanted to have him on the podcast, and he, it didn't seem like he's like someone that it would be hard to get on the podcast. Like there's certain people where it's like, yes, I would love to have Michelle Obama. I don't know that it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I felt like Paul Tom Rust. Hanks. Sure. Paul Rust. He seems in my orbit enough. Um, so I emailed his publicist and then I got an email back from the publicist saying, thank you for your interest. We're going to pass. <laughs> so then wow. so, and, and that sat Happy. real well with you. You just moved on. No yeah. problem. So I was like, Oh, no worries. <laughs> I will remember this till my dying day. <laughs> it, t- I was so like, what? What? <laughs> I mean, at the very least, I hoped for a like, you know, oh, you know, let me check. Thanks for your interest. Let me check. And then just don't ever get back. Yes. You know? Just yeah. fade out. The Hollywood no. Fade out. This was a like, uh, no. Meanwhile, I didn't tell you, but like Paul does like star- the Star Wars minute. And so he does like tons of podcasts. <laughs> That's how I know him. Yeah. My friends from the Star Wars minute. Oh, really? Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he'll, you know, he's, he will do podcasts. Not mine, apparently. <laughs> Not it was like hard. It was, they didn't just pass. <laughs> they, uh. They condemned my entire existence, it felt. (laughs) And so then I'm like, well, now I can't like love anymore, I guess. But then I came back um, and uh, I secretly cursed his name. (laughs) And I also decided, I wondered like maybe he likes to do funny podcasts. And so maybe he doesn't want to do something that goes as deep as my Monday shows. I don't know. Trying to figure it out. This was like years ago, by the way. So then... He was I, probably just busy, you know. <laughs> like, or maybe it, or yeah, or I don't even, I don't know whether it actually reached him or not. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, probably not. Because maybe it was just a, like he's not doing publicity. I don't know what it was. But so anyway, uh, you see, I assume probably not, except that I know that like my agent, agents are different than the publicist, but still like my agent will forward me pretty much anything that he, he receives for me. So I feel like it probably, I don't know. Anyway, though, so he came over today he, and he was like, like, let's say I, I would have been happy with, like, a five level of friendliness and openness. He was, like, a 25. What's the scale here? I don't, I don't really even know. <laughs> one to 100. It was just one to 10. That's how it's zero oh, to 10. Wow. It wasn't Capri friendliness, which would be shorter than usual friendliness. Right, no. It was, um, it was like a harem. Bell, like, bell bottom. What are they? The long... Harem pants, I think. They were called harem pants. Or now palazzo pants. Something else. Palazzo pants, yeah. They were maxi pants. <laughs> it was a maxi yeah. pant. Of of friendliness. He was like, yeah, he's so outgoing and so charming. I felt like I could have talked to him for hours. He's the best. Is he still here? He's still here. (laughs) Oh my God. Did he put the kids to bed? Yes, he did. (laughs) He's nice. Yeah. And I said, no, I've got the night lady service. Yeah. But um, any minute now. Yeah. No, he's great. Do you know him, Wendy? I only know him from having met him when he did. We recorded the pilot um, but he could not have been nicer and more fun to have in a room. So I've met him, you know, the times that he came in, but I did right. not know him before, 
But I look forward to knowing him more this year because we're making the show. So, so he is one of the voices on a new mm-hmm. show that you're making. Remind me the name of that one. It's called The Great North. And it's... Um, oh, I love it already. <laughs> oh, no. I think he's serious. Stick? No, I, I like okay. this. I like anything that um, is about the North. It's set in Alaska. Brilliant. Salt. I have one viewer. That's yep. exciting. <laughs> yes. Paul Russ plays one of the brothers on it. And so we he just has such a great voice and he was great. So. He's so nice. He's been on Bob's, so that's how we Yeah. You know I I mean I don't know him. I would be lying to act like he was my friend, but you know. How do you feel like your deodorant was working when you met him? Um probably medium. Well this is a segue into an ad. Oh wait, I can't say that. You have to cut that now. Yeah. No, I think you can say that. She can say that, right? Why could she not say that? Because I, I, I thought don't know. you're supposed to like act like you're just chatting about a thing. Actually, this is a segue into an ad. This is an ad. Like this is just natural conversation. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just I've never heard that theory. I don't, I don't know. know. I, just, I feel like there's all kinds of protocol around this. I don't understand. Don't break the illusion. I just. What were you just thinking about, honey? I was Talk thinking about deodorant in a natural, fun, friendly way. Speaking of natural. I want to talk about native deodorant. Less is more with native. They have fewer, simpler ingredients. So you know everything that's in your deodorant. Uh, and it uh, don't hold back. It can hang out with your workout, if you're your, your busy mom life, or your 16-hour day. People love native. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. They've been on the Today Show, Women's Health, Elle, Good Morning America, Pop Sugar, Nylon, Hello Giggles, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, and more. Uh, no aluminum in their deodorant. They come in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women, and they have limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. And plus, they also have an unscented formula and a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. And so this one, it's it, they, native stuff smells so good. I had smelled the eucalyptus and mint one before, Ooh. and this one is lavender and rose take a whiff doesn't mm, it smell really good it does it actually does smell good i know it, i know it definitely does. we should talk naturally about this but i'm being real now it does smell good it smells really really good yeah. they all smell good i wanted the eucalyptus and mint one just as good but more eucalyptus <laughs> and minty no risk to try they offer free returns and exchanges in the usa uh, if you subscribe, you save 17%. Um, for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code BESTFRIEND during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase by visiting nativedeodorant.com and using promo code BESTFRIEND during checkout. That's a good deal. It's not, it's not a bad deal. I also want to tell you guys about Ritual. Ritual are vitamins made by skeptics for skeptics which definitely is me. Uh, you probably know you should be taking vitamins to help supplement your diet, but with so many options, how do you know which nutrients you need and which ones you've probably already gotten enough of from your diet? That's why you need Ritual. Women deserve a clean, effective multivitamin they can trust. When Kat Schneider realized this didn't exist, she decided to create her own and founded Ritual. Ritual contains nine nutrients that are difficult to get enough of every day, even with a healthy diet. Instead of taking a handful of five to eight vitamins, Ritual makes it easy with two capsules a day. Uh, and Ritual has this, it's this like beadlet in oil formulation. If you care about having a beautiful vitamin sitting on your cabinet that also works really well, you couldn't go wrong with Ritual. They are truly, this is not the reason to get them. All the other like actual, actual reasons are the reasons to get them, but just aesthetically, you've never seen a vitamin this beautiful. 
Yeah. Uh, and there's a little mint tab in there so that uh, they don't, you know, it like masks the fishy aftertaste and they have a no nausea design. So they're gentle on an easy stomach and Ritual is traceable and transparent. So you can go to their website and find out where like all the ingredients in the vitamin are from where they're sourced, etc. Try Ritual today because you'll get an exclusive offer for 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Rosen to start your ritual today. That's 10% off your first three months at ritual.com slash Rosen. Okay, let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone's good? All right, just a, just going to issue a blanket statement at the top, which is, we may have done some of these before. I don't know. I I wasn't doing just me or everyone as much as I I I had I wasn't doing it as frequently. But there's been a clamoring, an outroar, an outroar, an outroar, an upcry. The the masses have spoken back. It's okay. This is just a trial episode. We're going to record the real one. <laughs> That's right. We're all staying after. Yeah, to do so the episode. When we've got this, yeah. this when we warm up, work this is like kinks out the vocal warm ups before mm-hmm. your improv show. Yes. Right. <laughs> what are the vocal warm ups? Well, they weren't actually show? vocal warm. There were vocal warm ups before a real play. Before an improv show, you like pass an, an imaginary, imaginary ball around and go red ball, red ball. Thank you, green ball, green ball. Thank you. Or zip zap zop. Those are the classics. Mm. And Did some you... people don't like improv. I know it's weird, right? <laughs> That's strange. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did you enjoy all that stuff? I did not enjoy the warm ups. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I did enjoy doing improv. I don't care what anyone says. I enjoyed it. It was fun. And I think there is good improv. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And also really horrible improv. You just don't know what's yes. going to happen. So at our college, we had an improv group called Without a Box, and Wendy was in it. Nice. And. That's the whole reason I wanted to go to the college. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> I remember the little box inset in the pamphlet, the booklet that Jenny, my older sister, got because she went there too. And I looked through it and I was like, holy fuck, I got to go there. I didn't know that like most colleges have an improv group. <laughs> right. So I just saw that and I was like, whatever it takes, man. I got to get there. I got to get in that improv group. And I did. And so. now that was my first introduction to improv, but my memory, Me <laughs> my memory is that without a box was like hilarious. You guys were, I know that I'm making you compliment yourself, but you guys were really good, right? But don't you think we were all young? We were young. And well, yeah. Probably, I also thought like the art shows at college were amazing. Yeah. And, like anything anybody said to me while they were high was probably pretty fascinating to me. Maybe I mean, we it was. <laughs> Everything like... Everything seemed great then. Yes. So yeah, I'm sure we but were fine. But I just remember... The but if per- a bunch of adults came to see it, I do not think they would have had the same reaction. Do you remember the Purple Crayon, which yes, I think was from Yale. Yale? Yeah. And do you remember there was a guy visit. named Harrison? I don't in remember. The group? No. Harrison and the Purple Crayon came to visit. And I just remember thinking, well, they're not... They weren't that funny. <laughs> you probably just thought we were funny because we were friends and you're But nice. you guys were also really funny. That's kind and who knows now no one were. knows now is, no one can tell with because you guys graduated or is without a box no more i think it's still there i hope it is i think it is i wonder I'm what gonna check tomorrow it was there as of like five years ago okay um we've already told the buster quinine puppets <laughs> in the quarry stone yes. story okay uh let's see here henry atkin oh no i what i was saying was oh my god sorry i got very lost Hadn't done Just Me or Everyone in a while, 
The people demand it. So now here it's back. But I'm losing track a little bit of what ones I've already done. So apologies if we've already done any of these. Sure. I will find out. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt real quick just because I feel like this is worth sharing. Please. Without a Box is the oldest improvisational comedy group at the Claremont College in Claremont, Does that mean there's a competing one now? (laughs) (gasps) Are there factions? I got to find this out. I'm going to find out tomorrow. This is from 1986 to present, so still going. Yeah. Maybe a new one. Maybe there was a scandal what? and a new one developed. That's like saying Daniel is the going, oldest yeah. person who lives in our house. It started out. I was, I was thinking, oh my god, in the country, definitely this is, not in the country. And then it's like, no. oh, amongst like four colleges. No, I remember the guy who founded it was still like in touch with us in '93. So I was like, it can't be an old guy. <laughs> okay, Henry Atkins says, crouch differently than I used to when pulling my pants down in the bathroom so the phone can't slip out of my pocket into the toilet. I am always, this is, the, this is the problem with putting your phone in your back pocket, pulling it down near a toilet. You have to remember to take it out you first. You take it out because you're going to look at it. Right. Yeah. While you're going to the bathroom. Definitely. Yes. Who's yeah. this guy with, who can magically resist looking at his phone in the bathroom? He probably <laughs> thinks he's better than us. God damn it. I didn't take- get that tone from him. I didn't get. You feel it. like he's one really of the- He's just salt of the earth. He's trying to go to the bathroom and not spill his phone in the toilet. Trying to take your pants off with your phone in the back pocket is like trying to peel a banana that has a big old sticker on it. Also, who puts their phone in their back pocket? Come on, I do, I do sometimes. Around, yeah. I if I went to the bathroom, do. no. You guys are mental. Where? Which <laughs> pocket? pocket? What? Front pocket. No. Because you don't want to sit on it. Well, when I'm sitting, I move it to the front. But if I'm walking, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I got the time. <laughs> okay. David, where's your phone? Usually in the front pocket. Interesting. Uh, same thing. I don't want to sit on it. I think yeah. I forget about it enough that I would definitely sit on it. Yeah. And then, I dropped it, my phone in it, the toilet. Oh, yeah. Week, apropos of nothing. Also, if you sit, it kind of edges it out and it might pop out. Yeah. No, no. Front yeah. pocket. So what mm-hmm. happened? Did I you just, do rice? I, I was just holding it and I was about to go to the bathroom and I don't know what happened. It's like one minute I was holding it. Next minute I was in the toilet and I was like, hmm. <laughs> well, there you go. No, I went to the Apple store. Did you see a bear? I know. Yeah, I probably have a I probably have a serial killer with a knife. Yeah. And I threw my phone at him and he ran away and then it fell in. And that's like but I don't remember because it's right. adrenaline. Um no, I went to the Apple store and I was like, I dropped my phone in the toilet. And it turned out I had Apple Care and I got a new phone. A nice. IT told me that. once that that happens very frequently. You cannot lie because there's a, th- a thing in your phone that changes colors when it goes in the Oh, water. really? They're, very, they're smart. Oh. They've figured out that people will come in and try to be like, I don't know what happened. But really, just tell them. You put your phone in the toilet. How did you fish it out? With my fucking hands. I mean, what am I? Like a, I mean, it's fine. I pulled it out of the toilet with my hand. What was okay, I going to do? I would have gotten a Ziploc and turned it inside out. I was Next work. Oh, you didn't have. The, I just the, reached right in, pulled it out, and then I like washed my hands a lot. But I mean, I'm fine. And now you have a new phone. Yeah, so fine. it all worked out. Yeah. Okay. Zach says, can't fathom why the inside of the windshield gets so fucking dirty. It's like your pillowcase or the, your pillow inside the pillowcase mm-hmm. shouldn't be disgusting, and they're just heinous. Mm. Our little human bodies emanate 
all this gross stuff. You think that's what's getting on the windshield? <laughs> Absolutely. The same stuff is from in that's your a, pillow? How are you that's sitting That's a lot in your of car? emanation. <laughs> I want to know how you're driving because if your face you're and head are pressed wild against jumps. the inside of the windshield. You think I'm rubbing my head I, on my windshield? That's what it sounds like. No. You said our bodies are disgusting. No. The things we emanate, the carbon dioxide that comes out. That collects on a windshield? And all the other particulate matter. Think of what we breathe in. It's got to get filtered through our lungs and back out. And over time, the amount of hours you're in your car, it slowly adds up. Up. And then you're we you're running the vents coming in the window or whatever. It's <laughs> come right. us. It's a mix. It's, it's the stuff. <laughs> it's a mix. No. Yes, it is. No, definitely it's not. It's definitely a mix. I mean, like a one percent to ninety nine percent mix. Yeah, you got stuff it's, coming and, in. But through again, the vents. you may be driving with your head oh, and hair no, pressed against absurd. the windshield. Sometimes, or just do you ever at night go out and curl up on your dashboard <laughs> to sleep? <laughs> Who that doesn't do be, that? Everyone. I thought Absolutely this was just everyone. me or everyone. That's right. everyone. That's just you. No, That's everyone is, doesn't do that. It's just so warm. No, I do the defroster. It's it's lovely. It's a big dashboard. You don't come on. Never. <laughs> I've literally never climbed on my dashboard to sleep in the middle of the night. <laughs> I feel Am like, I missing out? I feel I like I'm dealing with like a flash are. mob or something. Like you guys are. <laughs> no, a handy way to tell what a flash is, mob is is they are dancing. Right, that's what you guys are doing. Not four people talking to you about your behavior. This but is our four art. people. Like you might as well be pulling the flesh off your faces, that's, saying you don't sleep on your dashboard. That's just crazy. Still doesn't make us a flash mob. No, <laughs> nothing you equivalent. said. Nothing you said bears any resemblance. Someone rem- just a mob, yes, what? but what a flash mob is is when a bunch of people dance like at a mall. Surprisingly, no, they don't have to dance. They just they have to do. play a character, which you no. guys are all playing characters who are pretending. That you're vastly different from me. You don't have to dance. You're saying dancing's absolutely. We're not going to because we're not a flash mob. I'm not. I'm you not all a flash mob. are looking down at the table right now. As oh, because I'm trying to remember my lines. Like, listened. Yeah, exactly. You get someone okay. in your ear. He tells, does, you guys, what what do we do now? He seems to be seems to be <laughs> on to us. us. <laughs> he's finding this the cracks what in our we armor. Uh oh, I know. I expected that he would really believe that we don't. This is like season two of the Joe Schmo show where they figured yes. out. And then, but there were two Joe Schmoes, luckily. Right. The girl Joe figured and it out and then the guy didn't. So and they then they recruited her. her. They had to tell her. They recruited her to be one of them. And then they got a new Jane Schmo. They did. I don't remember that. Yes. Part. I love so, that show. Me too. I wish they would do it again. There was a mm, third season. I wanted season, to I think. just say case dismissed. Because <laughs> no. obviously. We've all moved on because we were so I sad about it. I think you thought it. you moved into a fun little. He's not. A, but I know. I caught you. You couldn't wriggle out of it. And right. Now we're to, talking shop. Exactly. <laughs> right? Right? That's, season three, the Falcon season? No, that was season two. So season I think. three. I, but I think there was a season. Th- for some reason, yeah, it was I think the there ba- was. A- there was, it was the bounty hunter one, right? They thought they were on a bounty hunter type yes, show. Yes. I never. Did that have a Falcon? Or was that a totally different show? Now I can't remember. No, that sound that sounds familiar. So I I know Rhett Reese who created it, and I think that like he and Paul were too busy to do the third season, so someone else might have done it, and I never right. saw it. I think I saw it. Yes, I think it was still good. I need to see. I'm sure it's somewhere. I need to see. Yeah. Did you ever watch um, Invasion Iowa? No. That was their other show. William Shatner was in that one where they like invaded this small town in Iowa and pretended that they were putting on a movie. 
Oh, and you like, were a fan of that. Pretending to descend that. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> That's really weird that you would have loved a show that does exactly that. <laughs> um, I've luckily never seen a flash mob, which is exactly what someone in a four-person flash mob would say. Right. But I think if I did... I would just want to roll my eyes and oh well, no, I'm sorry, that's not true. My friend Trevor visited me in Brooklyn. We were out, and there was like a humongous group of people walking. You know those um, leashes, like wire leashes that you can buy at like um, a fair that have a little loop, but there's nothing. It's like yes. has an imaginary yeah. animal in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were all these people walking them. It was a big. I think I guess it would be a flash mob of people meeting up and walking their imaginary animals. And Hilarious. I remember Trevor was so de- like entertained by this and even like reached down to pet one of the imaginary ones. And I was rolling my eyes so much. He's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, what's wrong with you? I, I'm not entertained by that at all. And I'm irritated by it, actually. I don't know why. I don't know what <laughs> thing is locked up inside me that makes me go, let's yeah. not have that kind That's of fun. That's why I was so surprised you that. agreed to be in our flash mob tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well. Because when I sent the email with the subject line, flash mob. Don't tell David. Mark, don't tell yeah. David. <laughs> I already you were the out first to reply. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to live a little. <laughs> when he says he sleeps on a dashboard, let's all pretend we don't, was the body of the email. <laughs> right. right. And then I'm like. Sincerely, Wendy. I honestly. <laughs> That was the closure of the email, just so we include the whole email. I thought it'd go over a little bit better, but... You had some tells, I will say. Oh, what were they? Uh, You kept, like, insinuating and going back to it like it was so over-the-top crazy that I did it. If you'd played it cool, like, I did it once or twice, I don't do it anymore. (laughs) But you were so all, You have to go really hard being a flash mob. Yeah. You you can't just, like, sort of move around. People won't know you're dancing. Mm -hmm. You have to have a planned dance. When I first moved to LA, I walked into Union Station and everyone was frozen. And I had that feeling of like, oh no, it's happening. Oh God. (laughs) And I just sort of walked through them like these weird. And then I, in the the distance, I could see like a camera set up and a guy waving at me like, get the hell out of the way. And they were shooting that show, The Unusuals, I believe Mm -hmm. it was called, with Michael Chiklis. Oh, a Chiklis production. I was in a Chiklis production. How do you know you've hit the big time? Even to accidentally stumble into a Chiklis production. It was it was my big moment. Well, big welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. Seeing the commish. Yeah. Wait. So you were just walking through, like looking at these people, like yeah. This is, okay. <laughs> I made it like forty feet. What did you think was happening? I I thought it was a flash mob, and oh, I thought, okay. oh, these idiots are going to do this for you know thirty <laughs> seconds, and then they're just going to break and move on with their lives. So I was just like, I got to get to my train. So I just was <laughs> moving along. Well, that's now I do sometimes too. If there's like a something shooting and they're outside a store and they've got like one block that they just don't want you to walk through or whatever, and they'll like motion at me and I just walk through now because I'm like, yes, if I actively see that, I've been on enough sets where I know if they're in the middle of doing something or if they just would rather I not walk through and accidentally see like whoever like they have Michael Chiklis Michael the, yeah. whatever the Michael Chiklis is I'm just like <laughs> I don't care guys I just want to go to my job or what like I just can't take it seriously anymore when they actively <laughs> yeah around. yeah yeah it makes me mad and I just walk right through now <laughs> if not if they're shooting I'm not a dick right. no I understand but yeah you're just saying if they're gonna swing their dicks around unnecessarily yeah or you move a production cone like they you could tell if it's been permitted, there is a permit up. If they've just put a cone out there, they didn't get their permits. So yeah. You can still park there. It's fine. I'm an asshole. No. 
I'm an asshole because I refuse to let us move on from this flash mob thing. I was, so uh, oh, go I'm not into flash mobs. Could we go? Could we pull the table and let me know how you would feel if a flash mob inter- like sprung up around your day? Is a backflip involved? Uh, anything, anything, it, any sort of uh, any flash planned mob, it, yeah. merriment if that I, is. Uh, yeah, there's a flash mob. If they did chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim. Oh, that'd be cool though. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah I was going to say there's that. a there's a a whole lot of different kinds of flash mobs. Now. Did they you ever gotta, do chim chimney? True. I don't know, but there was one, and I think it was in Australia, and then it caught on and became a thing people replicated, which is uh, Le Mis. and so it'd be like a food court at a mall or something, and then. Uh, I forget which song. It's like one of the climactic songs of Les Mis. And um, he's like, one more day. Probably and, one more day then. Yeah, that's the name of the song. And uh, he... <laughs> one so, day more. So you have yeah. one, dude, one, day one, more. More, one day more. Uh, the dude starts singing it and everyone's like, huh? And then a whole lot of people in you know are part of it. But they're all part of the touring company. So that's really cool. really good. That is not a flash mob. And then it, they, there's there's like choreography and stuff. And that I would be delightful. Really dug that. I, th- I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but if it was a bunch of people doing like a pillow fight or something, then fuck you. So it's like, you know, there's a, a lot of variety Wendy, there. I wouldn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Tony? I wouldn't. I, uh, I'm not really on board. I feel like I could get behind the one Daniel's talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's just like free entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I'm just with that one. I feel like I would have walked away before I figured out what it was. I would have been like, nope. <laughs> and like just gone back to where I am out. You dropped your orange Julius. Gone back to attending here. Allison's birth. Elsewhere in the right, mall. yeah, on the piano, yeah, over um, the Nordstrom. Yeah, piano. it was hard to clean the piano, but they did. <laughs> they did. Um, oh, what was the other something I was going to say? It was flash, flash mobby and oh, oh, oh. There's something in New York where everyone drops trow at like the same time on the subway. On the subway. Mm-hmm. If that was uh, what is it, improv know, everywhere? Yeah, I that? think so. I'm guessing that was a pre Me Too situation. Yeah. <laughs> now we're yes. not doing that now. No, yes. th- isn't there? I, I'm not actually not kidding isn't there something in la called like the like no pants subway day yeah that seriously. sounds yeah. right there was a yeah, viking yeah. subway day i know where everyone dressed like vikings and rode the subway and uh i saw pictures of that looked pretty funny because just the idea of a whole bunch of vikings triumphantly riding the subway i don't know it's funny nah no i wouldn't it's be not, down with it if i was there on the fa- it's on its funny, face. Funny, hey listen <laughs> <laughs> okay don't knock it Matt Wiggum says, nothing is more Man, annoying <laughs> than hearing just the bass of someone else's music. Oh, yeah. I'd agree. There's we were, many well, more things yes. There's many more things that are annoying. But it's annoying. So this is kind of like the improv everywhere kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That motorcycle dude in San Francisco, remember this when yes. we were in the, in the car, had speakers on a motorcycle cranked super loud so that everyone in the traffic so could fucking loud. and that is just so sociopathic. Yeah. Right? I think and so. Part of me felt like, oh, I should be like cool and go, yeah, man, thanks for the music or something, <laughs> but it's just I hate fuck you. Yeah. I, have you ever been like on a hike and someone comes through on a hike wearing like a backpack and they have a speaker in no. the backpack just blasting? That's the I like Ugh. come on. Yeah, you're I ruining the nature. Yeah, you're just yeah. imposing what you want on a space that is supposed that where that's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I don't think like I'd a- mind it. I don't think I mind music or other people's loud noises. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. What if it's super duper loud? I don't know. I feel I'm like just you not would. really bothered by that. Okay. 
I'm a, now she I'm thinks a she's hero. better than us. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I just don't have us like anyone. You're gonna joy about. shame us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that I'm not angry. <laughs> yeah. I like that. mosquitoes. Yeah. I, I think they're pretty fun. The mosquitoes were here before we were. I'm not sensitive to noise, is what I'm saying. I'm fine. That's good. Consider I don't it want a, to gift. See a flash mob, though. So yeah. I'm still annoyed by things. Um, okay, good. You redeemed yourself. Thank <laughs> you. Jesus. Okay, Bex says, when consoling or comforting others, share personal stories to relay that I empathize with them. Wonder if the person is just thinking, God, I'm trying to vent and all she's doing is talking about herself. Um, Well, this is a thing that comes up a lot for me as an interviewer because I, uh, if I'm talking about myself, not now, now I'm just sucking up all the oxygen in the room and monopolizing. <laughs> but but on my Monday show, usually if I'm talking about myself, it's, I mean, often, I mean, it is to relate, but it's, it, it can be to get the other person to feel comfortable and to draw them out uh, and stuff like that. And then I worry, is someone going to think like, oh, she just talked about herself? I think that when you're, when you're sharing as a tech, as a way of letting the other person know that you're willing to get vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. But I think there, th- there is a thing that people will do where if you're in pain or something and they'll just tell you about something that kind of tangentially they've experienced and, and it's, and you're like, okay, so like that's, that's a way that people try to relate, but often it just is like, I don't want to hear about what your grandmother went through or something. If it's right. They need to be like, and I'm telling you this because yeah, yeah. if I'm, if I would rather have someone at least try that than nod and, and be a great listener, but offer nothing beyond just like condolences and sympathies and or like if I want advice or I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a situation, but yeah, I'd rather they go like, Oh yeah, yeah, that, that happened to me. The, so this is what I went through. Right. I don't know if that's helpful. I think in any, in most cases that would, I would be like, Oh, okay. So you can relate. Yeah. As opposed to just like, yeah, so sorry to hear that. Or yeah, yeah. I hope that works out. Like, give me, you know, give me something. Be human. Yeah. I think there's like a third option, though, which is like asking questions mm-hmm. about if somebody's talking about like, I mean, like grief or something like that. Right. You can ask them questions rather than, because it's tough to calibrate. Like, I have some friends who've lost like, sorry to be a bummer, lost okay. children. Mm-hmm. And then people will say to them like, I know when my grandfather died last yeah. year. And the instant reaction is just like, fuck. Right, not the same. Like, just a bad. So, like, you have to calibrate your sharing of stories. It depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so. Like, if somebody being like, I got so mad today at work and I popped off at someone and, like, now I feel like shit. Like, I think then you go, like, no, I mean, everybody has that. I've done that. Like, here's what I did after. I think that's helpful. Right. It's more when it's, like, really dark or really serious. Like, to always remember, you could just ask the person questions. They're already thinking about it. Sometimes people. People like, are afraid that if they, they say something that it'll like remind you of it. Yeah, and it, or if somebody's talking about it, it's okay to be un- you should be uncomfortable. Let yourself feel uncomfortable. Ask them questions about it, and they'll feel better, and then you'll feel better because you didn't try to like, like come up with a corollary situation. You right. don't have one, so right. it's like I think it depends on the situation. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. So, I agree. Right. Like if it's a very unusual thing, um, it can be annoying when people pretend like they've they've experienced some version of everything yeah. it's like well no you you haven't and it's okay and they're coming from a good place that's probably a skill they yeah. learned from their parents like a skill quote unquote they learned from their parents right. is like 
say relate your own experience like everyone picks stuff up mm-hmm. from the people around them so they might not know that they in certain situations shouldn't do that and i'm sure we all do it to a certain extent so. yeah mm-hmm. i will sometimes and this can't be a great tactic but i'll just be like i have no frame of reference to really identify that's but i'm here fine. for you yeah mm-hmm. i think I like that's, that's nice fine. too yeah yeah i i don't it just feels weird to be like so foreign to me but, but it's I, better than trying to come up with something. Yeah, that's true. To be yeah. like, yo, let me. <laughs> yeah. I also, you know, yeah. lived in a pit right. that I was shoved <laughs> into for two years and kept, <laughs> kept there by a stranger. So, yeah. like, I mean, it's like I was also kidnapped for 17 years. Like, you just, you're not going to have those experiences with some people. Right. So you just have to listen to it. Right. right. Well, I think it's always <laughs> also shoved into a pit. <laughs> <laughs> some things are really weird. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could both end up in a pit, but that you were both specifically shoved into it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't shoved into the pit, you just fell. Don't tell your story. Right. It's different because you were lowered by a rope. It's yeah. totally different. It's your own fucking fault. How many you pits fell do in? you encounter? By the way, I bet there's a lot of pits. Yeah, and pits. people who were shoved into them or fell into them and pretended um, this club is for shoved ins only. Get just, out of here. Just yesterday, I went to a friend's house and they were not done with their front yard there was some post holes in the yard <laughs> any of us could have fallen into them and that would be hugely tri- that would be hugely triggering for one of these people you're talking about yeah b- but it'd be different even still if my friend had shoved me into it that's in their right own front yard you tell me you got shoved into a pit and then it turns out later you accidentally stepped in an open post hole yeah mm-hmm. i'm not thrilled with gonna, that yeah you're coming after me yeah i'm mad <laughs> you had been deceived I had and twice. There's the shoving <laughs> of this. Oh my gosh, you guys! This has been very fun. I I don't feel um I don't feel like I have closure on the pants. So we're oh gonna need. I'm sorry. There's so much closure. Yeah. I uh, no. I don't. I don't mean I want to revisit it now. Right. I want to end the show just to to really be <laughs> but straightforward. I also say we closed it off. I was right. Right. They were shorts. But no, <laughs> that's what they weren't. They were pre ninety seven. No, they were shorts. They were not capri shorts. You're saying there's pictures of this, right? I, oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna need to see them. Okay. Well, listen, I, I'll draw a picture of what these look like. Oh, no, you know, it yes. doesn't no. exist. No. No, he's gonna draw. He's gonna, gonna draw. Go drive my car into a wall. He's gonna draw something. Yeah. So we all have. It's not thing. shorts. We all have it's the thing that's pants. going to haunt us after I this know. episode. Mine is that you're okay with people in motorcycles playing loud music mine's thinking about flash mobs this is a really troubling episode very troubling i hope people who yeah. listen to this aren't too yeah differentiation what a lot of differentiation mm-hmm. okay <laughs> the big words over here <laughs> Le Please, <de> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. thanks so much for being on the show you guys thanks uh follow me on twitter and instagram at allison rosen listen to childish if you like what you're hearing uh, download, tell your friends, leave comments or reviews, subscribe, all of that. Um, and go to AllisonRosen.com. Oh, and uh, sign up for my Patreon. Patreon.com slash AllisonRosen is where Patreon. you Patreon for that. David Huntsberger, where might we find you? Plug whatever you'd like to plug. Thank you. This might take me a bit. Uh, last night was, if you live in LA and didn't come to the junk show, it was quite a time it was it was a real fun one the next one's august 11th if you're in town come to that it's a variety show a lot of creative people and um as we're recording this it's it's prime day which is such a made-up bullshit like of all of the manufactured holidays like valentine's day and what prime day why in the hell did a corporation get 
a thing and that they're never going to pay their employees and they do these weird pursuits where like, oh, you got all your items in 21 minutes this shift. Well, that'd be a weird shift. But then tomorrow <laughs> or your next shift, you have to do it in 20 minutes and 45 seconds. They just keep pressing them until people are just – it's – Literally being, dying. Dying from working well, a, a job they hate. It's terrible. Isn't there a strike happening today? That happened – yeah. It made no no impact. No We're impact. in no way – they're not going to unionize. We're not going to beat these giant corporations. And my special is on Amazon. I don't know how I feel about that. I appreciate people that watched it and left comments and things like that. Click but, through. Hey, as we yeah. hear to the hard left over here. <laughs> well, I, it's the only place. So I guess you know, it, there's nowhere else to see it realistically. So I feel like, all right, it's in the belly of the beast. If you have already you know a, a prime shipping account, then – you can watch that and know that no like laborers are being uh, treated poorly. I guess walking around a giant warehouse to go retrieve went a it. lot of directions I didn't expect Any, it. To. Yeah, anyway, you have a special that's available. <laughs> on Prime Video. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I'm one, I'm a hypocrite, uh, but I think to people that have watched it and like reviewed it and things like that. And then I'm doing a bunch of live shows starting July 25th in Houston. And would love to sell some tickets to uh, Denver. And then your friend of the show, Lee Bruns. Yes, I heard. Set up a show in South Dakota. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. It seems like a real risky thing, but I'm excited. He's got like motorcycles he's going to show me and a shop that he remachines. He's all about fucking speakers on that motorcycle. Daniel's going to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get angry. Yeah, I'll ask him and find out if he's a loud Um, speaker guy. You got to go to Deadwood. Oh, is that near that? Near Watertown? Well, I don't know, but it's South Dakota. Okay, I'll check. And also the Devil's Tower is in South Dakota, I think. There's a lot of important pop culture-y things there. Okay. Uh, But all that stuff is at davidhuntsberger.com for tickets and all that. Tickets are cheaper ahead of time. Hope you get them and come out and see some stand-up shows. Okay, that's it. At Daniel Quant's Twitter and Instagram. Great. Wendy? I'm at Wendy Mullen on Twitter. Can I say one tiny quick thing? Of course. Um, sometimes I notice that if you tag me on Instagram, then people um, request to follow. And I, I just literally have no followers on Instagram because it's 100% only pictures of my children and nothing else. And from when I had my kids were still foster, I just I keep it so locked. And so I just want to apologize if anyone trying to follow me. I just hit no on literally anyone who I don't know in real life. And I'm sorry. But you can follow me on Twitter. And there's nothing on my Instagram worth seeing ever except for my beautiful children who I don't share. <laughs> I just want to say no. That's good. People, it's good to let people you know tag that that's me in your the people, and I'm just like I just don't do it. Someday maybe I'll create like a public Instagram yeah. or something, but it's literally all just my kids. No, I think so. that's good that you're letting people know because yeah. then people won't feel personally like slighted. They'll yeah, know and, that and when I don't have a public when Instagram. they were still foster children, technically I could not have them be visible to the world in any way. So I just have grandfathered right. that in now, and so then I feel bad because I'm like I'm sure everybody's very nice and does what? not care. But, Everyone is nice and they yeah. don't care. But why is what? Why is that rule in place? You know, privacy. Mm. Yeah, for the kids and their birth parents. Oh, so. I see. Got yeah. it. Tony, I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, don't stop roll dice. Playing Soda Bar in San Diego on Sunday and uh, the Satellite in L.A. on Tuesday. I With imagine F- that's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, effervescent, yeah. delightful Paul Rust, who's not the guy that I thought he was. And you guys are going to do. Uh, I got a perm. For my camping trip, very likely. Love that song. Very likely. <laughs> we talked about that song today, just a little bit. Delightful. You guys, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen. 